get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been? I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four hour late Over fifth stop, I flush out Red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover This is getting colder And I ain't got time and I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people Look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Number one source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network. Ever so, so gentle. We 
reach up and snatch that bread. Get the fam fed. Get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance. Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance. Damn hard, I can be. I am more than a man. Y'all don't understand. Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question. And all I see is me. Father told me long ago ain't nothing free. So I was talking that cheese like it's new years. Everyone be crucial I can never break You will never see me do so Resolution I will always be on top Like revolution Got the life Cause I'ma shine bright Pump the music baby It's a revolution Feel the music baby It's a resolution Pump the music baby It's a revolution Rain in the windshield The wiper blades Got me dazing off In outer space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and play dude Rhyme and say you rather die than shot you Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos so are much better than you My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose And you know it won't stop Till a brother talking shop In an office with a view And a 30-story drop And a pretty girl or two Saying, man, we take your shoes Clever, welcome to the top Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Food, Candy Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Food Hit clever, hit clever
how I think blowed out of my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line
said, peace. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods and the goddesses, I guess. I would say, you know, gods and goddesses too. So it was all gods, you know what I mean? But hey, peace to God, peace to you. Um, you know, Islam, Shalom. It is a pleasure to be back live here on High Frequency Radio Network. I would like to welcome you, you know what it is, to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is The Foundation, and of course, and as always, we are High Frequency, where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, we are looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the foundation. Today's episode is trust, private cash flow, and life insurance. I had a one of the trustees ask, "Hey, man, you should do a show on how to live through a life insurance policy." I said, "Bet we're gonna do that here this evening here on the foundation." On High Frequency Radio Network, I want to start off by saying all thanks, honors, and praises due to the Creator and the ancestors, as always. But with them, we definitely would not be here. I want to say big up, shout out, salute to my big brother, my big brother, man, the uncle of the conscious community, Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network, Creator, Extraordinaire, man. SPCUniversity.com if you want to be your secure party credit advance. The man is widely influential, very well studied, very well spoken. He's got a good heart. He's all for the people, man. So if you're looking to get your secured party credit advance popping, make sure you check out SPCUniversity.com. Go holla at my big brother, your uncle. He's your uncle, man. Go, go show some respect. <laughs> I'll just play. Shout out to the brother. I would like to invite you, as I always do, to check out welcome to thefoundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. You can get that exclusive content, exclusive offers, ex- exclusive event notifications. All for, you know, Sign up for the email list. Also, welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for that, you know, email list. Also, sign up for that email. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Check it out. Uh, welcome to the foundation.com. Check out that PDF section. Free information, free documents. Just download them, take them with you. Put them on your device, your mobile. Put them on your home computer. You can even print them out. That's what I like to do for most documents that I'm going to read. I don't know how y'all just be reading like 400 pages on an iPad or an iPhone or something, man. Y'all get an A for gangsterism with that for me. But yeah, check out that PDF, PDF section. Get your free learn on. Then, you know, if you like what you see, check out that educational section at welcome to the foundation.com. We got Foundation Trust Primer, over 18 handpicked documents by yours truly. You getting started with trust. So. I heard there's over 80 different types of trust. I've heard you say that many times. I have. Um, you know, there's, I heard there's public trust, there's private trust, there's contract trust, uh, or, or trust contracts and trust agreements. There's pour over trust. I'm confused. I'm interested in, you know, what you're talking about being private. 
and handling my affairs privately. You know, so, you know, hey, what do I do? Where do I start? I'm brand new. don't even know nothing. Grab that trust primer. And welcome to thefoundation.com. That'll get you started. Then move on to the uh, Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. To say beginner, intermediate, advanced. We'll take you from the beginning to the end. You know, where does the law come from uh, with regards to trust? Where's the jurisdiction? How do you maintain specific jurisdiction and stay out of other jurisdictions? How are they created? What, where do they derive their powers from? How are they protected? What types of investments can you partake of with private contractual entities? Things of that nature. You, you know, and, and even more, Supreme Court citations, Black's Law Dictionary, you know, uh, definitions, as well as it's in a PowerPoint presentation. So something that you that you watch, you can watch it over and over again. You can take notes. It's it's I think it's I think it's pretty dope. But you can check it out for yourself. That's the Foundation Trust series and the education tab at welcome to the foundation dot com. Also, we got the Passport No Social series, part one, part two. First one's how you get it. First one, I mean the second one is how how do you use it? The brother Chris L came through. And you know, put it down. He, he really did. Now there's a part three, uh, but I got you know I got to work with the brother to get that over here. You know, he has since stepped up, and you know, maybe maybe I'm gonna have to you know send people directly to him to get their hands on that. But you know, hey, either way, it's gonna be available very very soon. I know the brother's working on it, so that's part three. But part one and part two is very important. It's very important, and you know, three is just the addition. It's just. It adds on to it if you're serious about this private lifestyle, if you're serious about being private, if you're serious about not living and transacting and owning and all these things in the actual public and giving them that jurisdiction, you know, hey, that's that's part of it. Part of it that we deal with with the foundation here is, you know, the income privately, privately, privatizing income, Right. The administration of trust includes the privatization of income, which would, which ultimately would mean that you know the income is going to a private structure instead of a, you know an individual, essentially is a public entity, and you know there are afforded specific tax advantages uh, due to that, as well as private ownership of. Possessions, real estate, uh, movable, movable property, vehicles, gold, silver, jewelry, cars, life insurance policies, which I'm going to get into with regards to the show. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot going on with that. But the other side of it is, you know, not you, you, the living building. If you, if you think about trust and private trust, think about wealth and possessions privately titled, Right. And all of the benefits that come along with that in their innumerable world. I wouldn't say they're necessarily innumerable. It would take a long time to enumerate all the benefits private, you know, privately structuring your estate. But, you know, when it comes to you, the living, breathing, identifying yourself, you know, hey, that's what most people are looking for. That's why Passport No Social is such, you know, such a a sought after let's just be honest you know information it's some of the most sought after information in this, in this community 
So shout out to the brother Chris L And make sure you check out Welcome to the foundation.com Go to the education tab Grab the foundation trust series Grab the trust primer Grab the passport no social part one part two You know and, and begin Or add on Expand however you decide Also And in addition at Welcome to the foundation.com You can find the Facebook the Instagram, the Twitter page, if you're into the the social media aspect of it, I, um, I'm i back, y'all, obviously. You see me, I'm back. We're doing live shows. I, I, I got the message. I got the message. Live shows, and, you know, you want me to be more active. So I'm going to be more active. I'm going to be more active on social media with regards to the foundation brand. So, uh, be more active as far as, you know, making sure we get the shows out to you every week in, you know, a live format. Um, we have some people that appreciate it. The recorded shows, most people didn't. I'm just going to be honest. Most people didn't. So, hey. we back. But, yeah, check out the educational section. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And also, at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com, you can make a donation. You can book a consultation. WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. I want to say peace to all the listeners. I want to say peace to all the live listeners, live callers, internet listeners, archive listeners. Podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, I don't know, hey, ghost whisperers, I don't know, hey, look, however you check out the show, I want to say peace to you, as well as I want to say peace to all the trustees here at the Foundation and Private Trustee Training, as well as any and everyone who's invest, investing in their private education outside of the Foundation, you know, hey, respect, 100%. Also, a peace to everyone that we have done business with in the private, anyone whom has sent an email, well wishes, a current event, or otherwise added to the foundation. I want to say peace to you. But let's get to it. Trust, private, cash flow, and life insurance. But first, you know how we do, y'all. We're going to get into these current events, man. It's crazy. Crazy. C-R-A-Y. Capital Z, man. And then a little Z, and then a little Z, and a lowercase Z, and a lowercase Z. Like four lowercase Z's right after the cap. Look, it's crazy. Let's jump into this. I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll digress into different subjects when I'm going through these current events. I got so much to say, but check this out, man. Um, look, we have Borders.com U.S. retail sales stumble. As inflation bites, remember I told y'all inflation is the name of the, it's the name of the game. It's gonna be the name of the game for the name of the game for what I would say probably the next seven years, man. You know, you gotta learn how to grow your own food. You gotta go, you gotta go private. You gotta pay less taxes because yo, where else is the bread gonna come from? It's it's time. You gotta start your own business. You got hey, it's time. It's 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 time. Retail sales fell three percent in May. And April sales have been revised down. U.S. retail sales unexpectedly fell in May as motor vehicle purchases declined amid rampant shortages and record high gasoline prices pulled spending away from other goods. The first drop in sales in five months reported by the Commerce Department today also suggested that high inflation was starting to hurt demand. It followed in the wake of major retailers like Walmart and Target cutting their profit forecasts because of cost pressures. The weak 
retail sales did not divert the Federal Reserve from its aggressive monetary policy. Quote, while high personal savings and strong job and wage growth help, consumers are facing stiff headwinds from four-decade high inflation, rapidly rising borrowing costs, and the bear market in equities. End quote. This is Sal Gutierrez. A senior economist at BMO Capital Markets in Toronto. And I want you to notice that I said his name the first time, Gutierrez. I don't know why I said it, and I really believe I said that correctly. So either I'm turning over a new leaf, or I just got real lucky right here. So, bottom line, U.S. retail sales are stumbling, and you know that includes everything. Grocery stores, vehicle purchases, homes, <clears throat> Speaking of, Fed hikes its benchmark interest rate by 0.75. They call it three basis points. The biggest increase since 1994. Federal Reserve today launched its biggest broadside yet against inflation, raising benchmark interest rate three quarters of a percentage point in a move that equates to the most aggressive hike since 1994. Ending weeks of speculation, the rate setting Federal Open Market Committee took the level of its benchmark fund rate to a range of 1.5% to 1.75%, the highest since just before the panorama began in March 2020. Stocks were volatile after the decision, but turned higher as Fed Chairman Jerome Pivel spoke in his post-meeting news conference, quote, clearly today's 75 basis point increase is an unusually large one and I do not expect moves of this size to be common. End quote. Powell said he added though that he expects the the July meeting to see an increase of 50 to 75 basis points. He said decisions will be made quote meeting by meeting and the Fed will continue to communicate their intentions as clearly as they can. Unquote, man. So, apparently, quote, let me just go, let me get it out. Look, quote, we want to see progress. Inflation can't go down until it flattens out. If we don't see progress, that could cause us to react soon enough. We will be seeing some progress. End quote. He's talking about inflation. They're trying to tame inflation and they think they're going to do it with raising interest rates. Um, we'll see. Stock markets ain't gonna like that. Well, uh, what is this? Yahoo Finance by way of Bloomberg because they want me to sign up in Pizzay. Wall Street sounds a louder recession call after Fed rate hike. Analysts increasingly see a recession looming in the U.S. following the Federal Reserve's biggest increase in interest rates since 1994. And signs of a weaker consumer spending. Wells Fargo now forecasts a mild recession starting in mid-2023 as inflation becomes more entrenched in the economy and eats into consumer spending and as the Fed takes more aggressive steps to address it. Meanwhile, Moody's Analytics said that chances of a soft landing are lower. It's not going to be fun. Quote, the Federal Reserve is going to hike rates until policymakers break inflation, but 
The risk is that they also break the economy. Growth is slowing, and the effect of the tightening in financial market conditions and removal of monetary policy have yet to hit the economy. End quote. This is Ryan Sweet, Moody's Analytics Head of Monetary Policy Research. U.S. retail sales fell for the first time since May. We heard about that. Growing number of economists, economists have recently said a contraction next year would be difficult to avoid. In his note today, Wells Fargo's Jay Bryson said he was expecting a soft landing just a week ago or so, but now his base scenario is for a mild recession. At the same time, the unemployment remains historically low while jobless claims rose to a five-month high last week. The labor market remains tight. That strength should support additional spending and keep any economic contraction from being too deep, according to Wells Fargo. A, down, a downturn by the start of 2024, barely on the radar just a few months a months ago, is now close to a three in four probability, according to the latest estimates by Bloomberg Economics. A recession is typically defined by a decline in overall economic economic activity that's broad and last more than a few months, specifically three. The U.S. just emerged from the deepest slump in the post-World War II period in 2020 after the panorama. So, uh, I don't know. Well, we got the Financial Post by way of Bloomberg News. The $50 billion leveraged loan buyout challenge may get Worse. What is this? There's little room to maneuver for banks who committed to doing the deals months ago. Since then, the Federal Reserve raised rates to curb rampant inflation. Bond and loan prices have tumbled, and another 75 basis point jump is likely when the central bank's policy setting meeting concludes at 2 p.m. Washington. At their next meeting, at the end of the day, using your balance sheet to win business is not a riskless trade. And given the tremendous move in bond yields, we will likely continue to see backstop deals print with significant discounts to par transferring wealth from banks to financial sponsors, end quote. What are they saying? Let me read this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate. The underwriter's dilemma is on exhibit in the market right now. A Dutch bank, AG-led group, is offering one of the steepest discounts in years for a $400 million junk bond sale to help finance the acquisition of packaging firm Intertape Polymer Group Incorporated by Clear Lake Capital Group. The deal is being offered at $0.83 cents to $0.85 cents on the dollar, which would equate to an eye-popping yield of 13.5% to 14%. The notes were being marked, uh, marketed at 11% to 12% a week ago, first announced. But investors' willingness to take on risk has almost evaporated. What's going on? <clears throat> so those were deals that were made for for purchases of debt, leveraged debt. And here's the thing. Why would a company want to purchase debt? Two reasons. A, you can probably you might be able to collect on it. It's possible. You might be able to collect on it. Second reason, which is really probably the main reason, is large corporations purchase debt at discount so they can write it off at face value. You just, the company 
purchases the debt, attempts to collect it, and then writes it off as a loss at the end of the taxable year. Now, I'm not an accountant. I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving you financial or tax or legal advice. I'm probably crazy. I'm probably sitting in a tree right now with only a pair of cut-off jean shorts from the 80s. I'm talking Jordash on the internet just talking crazy. So don't believe me. I'm not giving you legal advice straight up. But this is a thing that corporations do. So if let's say for instance, you know, the my, the comp, the company made 20,000 or you know, 20 million dollars one year. But the tax the the accountants uh you know, project that the tax consequence of those profits will range around, and I'm just giving a random example, yo, will range around, let's just say, I don't know, a million dollars or something, right? I don't know. I'm just talking here. I'm crazy. I'm sitting in the tree, remember? Jordash. So what companies can do is purchase debt. And uncollectible debt or bad debt is you can write it off. A company can write it off at the face value, but regardless of what they, you know, what they bought it for. So there's an incentive, but ultimately, you know, these leveraged loans, these bad loans, these 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 basically junk packages of loans, you know, go back and forth all the time. But now that things have changed with regards to interest rates, you know, deals that were papered or contracts really that were signed to, you know, for future debt deals um, are not only, you know, not only coming under scrutiny, but, you know, you may see companies look at backing out these contracts because, you know, with the current interest rate environment, with the current economy, with the downturn in sales and the downturn in, uh, Basically, you know, cash flow, as well as you have an increase in costs. Companies are paying more for their needs as far as, you know, the, the components that are required, the the materials, the resources that they use to manufacture or create their product. These things are becoming more expensive. You know, gas is becoming more expensive. Natural gas is becoming more expensive. These things are not, these things are cutting into corporate profits. So, with that being said, deals that were good, really good deals a couple months ago are not good anymore. And this is an issue that a lot of banks, Wall Street banks, the high-risk, low-reward scenario of selling around $50 billion of leveraged loans to fund buyouts before yields ascend even more after taking pain on recent deals sold at steep discounts. Banks are losing money. Wall Street banks lose money on these on these on these high risk assets. I implore you to contemplate the effects or the manifestations that will arrive due to these facts. I'm gonna jump off a little. We have a problem. U.S. targets Russia with tech to evade censorship of Ukraine news. London, Reuters, the U.S. government has pushed new 
increased funding into three technology companies since the start of the Ukraine conflict to help Russians sidestep censors and access Western media, according to five people familiar with the situation. Cyber wars. Up front and blatant, the United States is funding cyber warfare in Russia. Am I taking sides? No. War is all bad. Any death is bad. I don't care what side you're on. I don't care what country you're from. I don't care what, what shade or hue your skin is. It doesn't matter to me. Violent death is not what's up, especially over, you know, land that you can't pick up and take with you. You know, hey, look, check it out. It's look. Bottom line is, is what I'm. Why am I saying this? Bottom line, this is cyber warfare. This is the United States targeting Russia with technology. We already hit, there's there's several stages of war. You know, you have a verbal war, and you're going to go into, you know, a a currency war. Then you hit a cyber war, and this is, you know, modern day wars we're talking about. Verbal war or, you know, words war, cyber war, I'm sorry, currency war. Then cyber wars, then you get into proxy wars, and you get into straight up wars. So blatant, blatant provocation with regards to obvious admittance of cyber, some type of cyber warfare. They're messing with, they're messing with another country's internet. Now I don't, you know, hey, like I said, I don't take sides, but I will tell you this: if if I knew that there was another country messing with this country's internet that had had an effect on me, I would have a problem with that. Bottom line, Russia is a world power. And I'm going to come back to that. U.S. News, this is by way of Reuters, because like I said, they want you to pay these days. You got to be you got to be tippy-tippy. The United States yesterday backed Taiwan's assertion that the strait separating the island from China is an international waterway. A further rebuff to Beijing's claim to exercise sovereignty over the strategic passage. The Taiwan Strait has been a frequent source of military tension since the defeated Republic of China government fled to Taiwan in 1949 after losing a civil war with the communists to establish the People's Republic of China. In recent years, U.S. warships and on occasion those from allied nations such as Britain and I always want to say Canada. Canada have sailed through the strait, drawing Beijing's anger. On Monday, China's foreign ministry said the country's, quote, has sovereignty, sovereign rights, and jurisdiction over the Taiwan Strait, end quote, and called it, quote, a false claim when certain countries call the Taiwan Strait international waters, end quote. Commenting on Tuesday, U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price said in an email to Reuters, quote, the Taiwan Strait is an international waterway, meaning that the Taiwan Strait is an area where high seas freedoms, including freedom of navigation and overflight, are guaranteed under international law. Um, Look, China is a world superpower I, I, you know there, there was a, there was an article look 
CNBC, U.S. to send fresh military humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Xi tells Putin he wants to see a settlement. U.S. President Joe Byron told Ukrainian President Zelensky that his administration will send $1 billion more in weapons to the besieged nation. U.S. also plans to send another $225 million in humanitarian aid. The conversation between the leaders came after Zelensky pleaded for more long-range weapons. In his nightly address Tuesday, Zelensky said, quote, We keep telling our partners that Ukraine needs modern anti-missile weapons. Our country does not have enough of these, but it is in our country and right now that Europe has the greatest needs for such weapons, end quote. He said, any procrastination over the provision of weapons, quote, cannot be justified, end quote. Fighting remains fierce in the epicenter of the conflict in eastern Ukraine. Russian forces are believed to control 80% of the city, which was fully cut off earlier this week after the last bridge into it was destroyed. Um, look. I don't like this, y'all. I don't like this. You know, you got you got you got Russia, you got provocations with China, you know this includes Syria, this includes Iran, this includes a lot of Middle Eastern countries. This you know, they starting to squad up over there, man. Let's just be honest. And um none of us are in politics, none of us are pushing any of these policies, none none of us really know why these policies are being pushed. Whether or not they present a threat to what is often quoted as the American public and the American people. But, you know, this is escalating, y'all. And sure, the United States got a crazy military, but, you know, how crazy is it against three different countries that are world powers? China's a world power. They got a crazy military. Russia's a world power. They got a crazy military. Um, they got crazy cyber warfare, warfare, you know, infrastructure, you know, taking down power, power, uh, you know, power grids and stuff, man, messing up pipelines and all, you know, they, they hacked the pipeline and held it for ransom. You know, this, this is getting serious. Why am I saying this? Am I saying this to get scared? No, just, just get smart. Let's get real smart. It's time to get real smart, y'all. We got this. Where is this from? Bloomberg. Oil demand to keep growing, though rate ebbs while drivers suffer. Oil demand growth is set to slow in the coming months, with consumers likely to have to endure high prices until consumption is brought back into line with with supply. That's struggling to keep pace with the world's thirst for fuels. The International Energy Agency, U.S. Energy Information Administration, and the Organization of Petroleum Exporting con- Countries, or OPEC, all see global oil demand growth falling back after a strong performance in the opening quarter of the year. But the Paris-based IEA is the only one to see growth flipping to shrinkage. I don't know. Do you believe that? It's going to switch to shrink. It's going to keep. It's going to keep growing, and these prices are going to keep increasing. This is crazy. How much was it to fill up your tank last time you filled it up? I looked at the the, the gas pump. When the, you know you you be filling up, most you, who holds their hand there? Most people don't. You put the little thing down, the little 
You know what I'm saying? The little little lever. Put it down and it holds it by itself. It, when it, it clicks though, it pop. It pops off when you when it gets full. Right? Pop. Click. I looked at the price in the pump, man. <laughs> Bro. I just put the cap, gasoline cap on, closed the thing, just got back in the car. I drove on, man. When I was thirsty. I was gonna get some water and stuff, man. I'm cool. I'm gonna go drink some water at home. It's getting crazy. CNN Business Manufacturing CEOs are worried about a recession. High inflation and rising recession risks are darkening the mood in the manufacturing industry. 59% of manufacturing leaders say inflationary pressures are making a recession more likely within the next year. According to a survey released today by the National Association of Manufacturers, three-quarters of manufacturers say inflationary pressures are worse today than six months ago with 54% also saying higher prices are making it, making it harder to compete and remain profitable. You know what's coming after that, right? Oh, the survey was conducted um, prior to the alarming May inflation report that set off severe turbulence in financial markets, just so you know. But, quote, through multiple crises, crises excuse me, manufacturers have proven remarkably, remarkably resilient, but there's no mistaking there are darker clouds on the horizon. End quote. This is Jay Timmons. CEO of the Manufacturing Trade Group. And this is what he said in the comment top. The top business challenge reported by manufacturing CEOs in the survey was increased raw material costs, inflation, which is cited by 90% of respondents. The top sources of inflation were increased raw material costs, freight and transportation costs, wages and salaries, Energy costs and shortages of workers. That's that's a problem. When you when when the top sources and challenges reported by manufacturing CEO in a survey include wages and salaries and a shortage of workers. I'm telling y'all, man. That yo was was really good. It's it's, it's getting bad. Let's move forward. Uh, this is crazy. I'm just going to say the headline. CNBC make it. A 67-year-old who unretired shares the biggest retirement challenge that no one talks about. Retirement means different things, different people. Um, people confuse retirement savings with retirement planning, but there are two different concepts. Check it out. Here's what this tells us. The biggest retirement challenge that no one talks about, is, in my experience, is monetary due to inflationary pressures and uh, he will oh, oh my bad and he said also finding purpose oh they're trying to mask that huh CNBC travelers are upset about rising costs but most aren't canceling their plans just yet oh yeah CNBC US airline booking slipped again in May with fares 30% higher than 2019 oh they're not canceling plans but the bookings have slipped 30% Yeah. It's not looking good. CNBC home builder sentiment drops to lowest level in two years as housing demand slows. CNBC real estate firms Compass and Redfin announce layoffs as housing market slows. Oh, it's just the housing market because the housing market is slowing, y'all. So it's just going to be layoffs in the housing market because the housing market is slowing. CNBC Spotify is slowing hiring by 25%, CEO says. <laughs> It's the latest signal that companies across the tech industry, many of which grew significantly over the early stages of the panorama, are cutting back on staff growth and some even cutting staff altogether. 
What we got here? CNBC Fed members predict more hikes with the benchmark rate above 30% at the year end. I'm sorry, 3%. I said 30, huh? It'd all be over. They put it at 30%. It's a wrap. Just look, go, go get a GPS, find a patch of woods, and learn how to rough it. Because this is going to get all bad if they put it at 30%. But listen, 3% by year end. 3%. You know what the average fixed year 30 uh uh fixed 30 year mortgage rate is right now? 5%. And you know you got to have luxurious credit. You know when they say oh the average the, the, the credit rate the average credit the average interest rate is going to be yeah they tell you. And the, you know the commercials when they talk about oh you can lease this for zero percent down and all this stuff, and they'd be like qualified buyers. You know, those are those are luxurious credit scores. And then and then some of them they'll be honest and they'll say well qualified buyers, well qualified buyers, like well qualified. You got to be very well qualified to get that. Three percent, y'all. Three percent. CNBC millionaires are raising cash on fears that the Fed can't tame inflation and stave off a recession. Millionaires, people with money, people who got money, know how to get money, know how to keep money, probably, more than likely, if they're a millionaire, you know how to get it, you know how to keep it. And, you know, they, they know what's coming. Inflation, top risk to the, both the economy and their personal wealth. More than a quarter of millionaires believe the U.S. is already in a recession. And an additional 34% said the U.S. will tip into recession next year. Mm. CNBC Ford CFO says inflation has erased Mustang profits but isn't hurting demand for the new vehicles. What does that mean? They're going to get more expensive. This is why I didn't push Bitcoin too heavy, y'all. See them business. Bitcoin has crashed more than 30% this week. Just this week is down to 20000 It's probably less than that right now. It's intangible, y'all. People, well, what do you think about Bitcoin, sir? What do you think about Bitcoin? I'm like, ah, oh, you know, this is not, I don't know. This is what I think about Bitcoin. It's intangible. There's, you know, hey, man, wh- where's the value come from? Can you make money off it? Yes, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Can you make money? Is it a store of wealth? No. Do not store your wealth in, 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 in crypto, man. You can convert your wealth to crypto to do a thing, you know, to do a thing. Do the thing and then be done with it. Don't sit there with a, with a hard wallet. Or whatever they call them, cold storage and stuff. Bitcoin continues to tumble this week to trade just above twenty grand. As the cryptocurrency sell-off shows little sign of abating, the world's most valuable cryptocurrency has fallen about fifteen percent since Monday, and by nearly a third since Friday, according to data from the crypto exchange Coinbase. The coin has lost around seventy percent of its value since its all-time high in November of last year when it traded around $69,000. So if you bought it at 10 grand and sold it at 65 grand, yes. If you bought it for X dollars and now what you're holding on to is worth Y dollars, Y equaling less than what you paid for it. It's not a bold move. A move below $20,000 would be a massive psychological blow and could send Bitcoin further into a tailspin. 
Craig Erlam, Senior Market Analyst at Oanda, a foreign exchange firm. Ether, the second most valuable digital coin, slipped 12% on Thursday. It has lost now 78% of its value since its November peak. Speaking of, remember we were talking about El Salvador and they, and they, and they switched their they switched their reserve currency to Bitcoin. I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing at the concept because this is gonna this hurts a lot of people. El Salvador's big big Bitcoin gamble backfires to deepen debt woes. An epic route that has wiped out about two thirds of Bitcoin's value is exacerbating the debt crisis in the world's most crypto friendly country. In the years since El Salvador approved Bitcoin as legal tender, the nation has lost almost almost 56 million by gambling on a dis- digital asset. According to calculations by Bloomberg, that may not sound like so much, but for a financially troubled country like El Salvador, every bit counts. So, I mean, I don't know. Will it increase the value? Yeah, probably. Is it going to ever get back to its high? I don't know. Can it get higher? Yeah, it's possible. But for right now, man, people are hurting. A lot of people are holding the bag. Yahoo Finance by way of Bloomberg. What we got? Gold's floor price is getting higher. Top producer Newmont says the head of the biggest gold producer isn't about to join bullion bugs in predicting a price rally. But Tom Palmer does see a higher floor forming under the market as years of stimulus devolve into a fight to contain inflation. What is he saying? The 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 floor price of gold is getting higher. So, you know, as it whipsaws the value of gold on the, you know, the exchange, the markets, the spot price, let's just be honest, let's be specific. As it whipsaws and goes, you know, up or down in value, increases or decreases in value, the decreases have gotten higher and higher, which means they're they're not going low anymore. The lowest the price of gold goes is increasing. So well, it used to be, it would go down to, I don't know, I'm just going to say arbitrary number, 1,700. That would be the lowest. Well, you haven't seen that in a long time. And now the floor is, it's rising. Last but not least, and you got to understand the difference in, in between, you know, the, 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 the wealth distribution in this country, not only in this country, all over in the world. GM is investing $81 million to hand-build ultra-exclusive Cadillac Celestique electric cars. It's a new electric flagship car for the brand that will be produced in limited quantity, quantities. The decision marks the first time GM will build a vehicle for commercial sales at its massive tech campus, campus in Warren, Michigan. It also marks a pivot for the Cadillac to offer a hand-built car, which is typically reserved for high-end sports car and Uber luxury vehicles such as Bentley's exclusive models. As GM pushes to revive its quintessential American brand into tech-savvy EV car maker capable of challenging Tesla. It's going down. But, you know, those who have money to spend are those who's going to spend it ultimately. And, you know, price, I'm sorry, prices will dictate who spends, who continues to spend, you know, leisurely. And, you know, due to that, there will be pushes by specific companies to cater to these 
spenders, and a lot of these spenders are going to be high-end, you know, going to be pretty well-off, rich or wealthy, depending on how you consider it. And, you know, as companies are laying off and they're talking about, you know, inflation prices and how it's affecting their bottom line and stuff, they're still investing in their business, in their business models, in their business structures, in order to capture future profits. And where is the future going? It depends on who you are. It depends on what your sustenance, the, the sustaining of your life is dependent on. Let's just be honest. It depends on what you know. It depends on what you do. In an effort to assist my brothers and sisters in acquiring knowledge that allows them to make changes and to establish a more independent wealth stream so we are less affected by these economic, geopolitical, all these issues, inflation, uh, the raising of interest rates, all these things. I will say this, though, you know, the, and I'm going to get into the show, trust, private cash flow, and life insurance. You know, labor, the labor market. I want to talk about the labor market and the shortage of workers. There's, nobody wants to work. And, and because, you know, since the panorama and they got all this time off and nobody wants to go to work. And we can't find people to hire and all these different things, right? I don't believe it. I believe it, you know, it exists in certain sectors and stuff. I believe it really exists heavily in the lower end service sector, you know. Um, specifically, you know, um, low low wage workers, really low wage workers, service workers. They realize, probably realize, hey man, what I was getting paid, what I was doing, it's not, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it, and I'm not going back. I'd rather not work. I'd rather do do this or do this or do that or you know drive my car around and deliver groceries or something like that than than to go back to work. And a lot of that happens, right? A lot of that happens, but I think a lot of it is they not hiring. And there's two reasons I believe they're not hiring. Reason number one, you know, is that sure there's a labor shortage, and in addition, you know, there's there's they're having issues with profit, so. You know, maybe we can only offer you this much. Oh, you won't take that. Oh, nobody will take that. Oh, we have a problem finding finding workers. Like, you know, you understand what I'm saying? You come in for an interview and you used to get 20 bucks an hour, right? And I offer you 12 and you leave. And I'm, I'm just, I'm over here screaming, oh, we can't find workers. There's no workers out here, right? So we got that. But really... I think that this whole labor market is likely a smokescreen to get in front of the lack of jobs that will be available in the future due to the accelerated pace of automation. And the pace of automation being implemented accelerated due to the panorama. A lot of people, you know, you couldn't go to work. The government mandated that they people stay home, like, you can't threaten to fire anybody, write anybody up to make them come in. And here's the thing. Do you think Fortune 500 companies simply shut down and did 
did not make profits, did not sell their their wares, and you know they 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 obviously had what was it what was it uh, everybody had to stay at home during the pandemic except for what was it what do they call it Necess- necessary workers or something they they had some phrase, so there were certain certain people that had certain jobs. Truckers, nurses, doctors, you know, those that were absolutely required to keep the economy going, they went to work. I think if you work working at a grocery store, once, you know, once that start, started back opening and stuff, like there were certain businesses, but like during the lockdown for real, for real, there was, there was people still going to work. So that's what I'm saying. Do you think these Fortune 500, uh, Fortune 500 companies simply shut down? Or do you think they push through a bunch of automation and really just so I, I really think that you know they're going to say oh job we can't get laborers we can't get laborers we can't get laborers and that's the smoke tree to implement a bunch of automation from driverless cars to flippy to burger flipping robot, robot this concerns me this is why I do what I do and not to be you know um, some sensationalist Fearmonger, internet radio show host. Nah, man. Look, there's solutions that I see that can be implemented, and you know this is what we do here at the foundation. So let's get into it. Trust private cash flow and life insurance. What's what's good? Let's 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 jump into this. And I'm, I'm just gonna jump straight into, you know, three income tax advantages. For life insurance. Let's jump into it. What's the first one? Death benefit is generally paid out income tax free. Check it out. Life insurance policy payouts can be pretty hefty and avoiding a major tax bite can be consequential. By contrast, the government will typically tax most retirement plan proceeds when they are taken by beneficiaries. What? So your 401k your IRA, let's say, you know, something happens to you or, you know, whatever. And, you know, you don't get to draw from that 401k or IRA. IRA and, you you know, you, you listen to the beneficiary and, it's, you know, it's your heir. It's going to be taxed. They're going to they're gonna pay taxes on that. Now, death benefits from a life insurance policy, they're not taxed. It's, it's, it's a non-taxable event. Player? Total cash value, number three, I mean, number two, total cash value accumulates on a tax-deferred basis. Permanent life insurance builds up cash value over time as you pay the premiums. In the case of whole life insurance, the cash value grows at a rate guaranteed by the carrier that isn't affected by market conditions. Interest rates going up, there's a recession, there may be a depression, stock market crashes, doesn't matter. Other types of permanent insurance allow for different investment options. The growth in cash value is on a tax-deferred basis, meaning this is money that grows without the IRS being able to take any, and it can become an important nest egg for the future. So the cash value accumulates on a tax-deferred basis. What happens with life insurance? There's a, there's a premium for life insurance, and then you know most policies have paid-up addition riders. These paid-up addition riders usually in addition to the premium payment, adds to the cash value available in a life insurance policy. 
the cash value in the life insurance policy is typically going to be invested by the insurance company, the mutual insurance company, typically. And the profits on the on the investment of the cash value goes it accumulates into the cash value of the policy. Tax free. You can ca- access the cash value of policy on a tax advantage basis. Money borrowed or taken from the cash value of a life insurance policy is not subject to taxes up to the cost basis, the amount paid into the policy through premiums. And most insurance companies, you know, if you pay a premium payment, um, especially the ones that we deal with, or, you know, that the guys that I deal with, if you make a premium payment, for example, you make a premium payment of $10,000, within 30 days that payment is available in cash value, and you, you can take a loan on it specifically like you pretty much can take it back but not 100 percent. it's like 90 some percent to avoid this to avoid there being a problem within making that a tax taxable event so these 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 provisions are usually if if you do it right if you talk if bottom line if you hit me up and you call call my guy he gonna do it right and these these protections will be built in bottom line you can access the cash how can you access the cash I don't know. I don't feel like telling you. I'm just playing. Taxed, uh, non-taxable policy loans. All life insurance policies with cash value have a feature that allows you to access the money through an automatically approved loan issued by the insurance company. You don't have to apply for it. You just call them and tell them you want it. If the if the life insurance policy has cash value, you can get the available cash value sent to you or you know the entity typically is going to be a trust or foundation um immediately there's no application there's no there's no forms to fill out you, you just really just call them you give them a call they verify who you are verify the policy and they make it happen sometimes you got to sign a release but you know they'll, they'll send it to you send it back but that's just a release it's not and an applicant not applying it to be approved. It's like this is the this is a formality here. Sign this. Okay, cool. Okay, here's the bread. That's how it works. So, life insurance policy loan does not count as income to you. So there is no tax due when you take a loan out against your policy's cash value. Policy loans are a way people access cash in their policies after removing the cost basis and keeping the distributions tax-free. Dividends. Dividends earned on a whole life insurance policy enjoy a special tax benefit. When taking a cash distribution, whole life dividends come with an array of different options. One of those options is to simply take a dividend payment as cash. So mutual companies, whole life insurance, these mutual companies, they are com- a mutual company is basically a company that is some of the, the the customers are owners, right? So they share in the profits, right? And they receive their share of the profits in the form of dividends. 
Um, tax law recognized whole life dividends as a refund on the premiums you paid already. In other words, you can use the first-in, first-out principle applicable to withdrawals for any dividends you take in cash from your, poli- from your policy. This shields some dividend distributions from being recognized as ordinary income to you. So unlike stock company dividends that normally come to you as ordinary income and carry an income tax liability, you can receive whole life dividends tax-free assuming you have not exhausted the cost basis of your policy. Think about that for a second. Now, it gets even deeper. So, having said that, I want to pivot a little bit. But before I do, I want to say this, and I want to be specific, and I want to be clear. Because, you know, this stuff is very important to know. You know, hey. We dealing with high level explosives here, right? You can do some, you can do something great and want luxurious to help a lot of people, you know. Or you can blow your hands off, man. Change your life. Real quick, whole life insurance, death benefits, payouts are generally tax free. Cash value accumulates tax deferred. Cash value may be accessed, access tax free. Loan is not income. Loans cannot be taxed. Dividends may be taken as cash tax-free in the refund and is considered a refund on premiums or um, reinvested in the policy. That's crazy, right? And people be like, oh, okay, well, blah. Now, I want to tell you, you know, life insurance policies are a major tool in the creation and sustainment of multi-generational wealth. Wealthy families, rich people, they got family money. It's it's a big deal. Look, everyone is not, no one, how about this? No one will live forever. There is a death benefit issued to the beneficiary of these life insurance policies every time. The real only guarantee with regards to your life is that your vessel will cease to function properly in order to sustain physical life, period. And in the commercial terms, that is death. We know that, you know, for us, it's just the vessel. But in commercial terms, that's death. So every time a body ceases to function and sustain life, there is a check written in wealthy families. Is typically written to a family trust or family foundation. And I want to tell you why. For the tax benefits. And, you know, if you've, if you've listened to any of the shows before enough, you, you know, you know pretty much what I'm going to say. You're probably just wondering how I'm going to say it. Like, how is he going to say this? But... A trust or foundation. Let me be more specific. I'm not giving legal advice. I'm not a tax attorney. I'm not an attorney. I don't give legal advice. I don't give financial advice. 
If you need financial advice, legal advice, or tax advice, I suggest that you consult those respective professionals. I am not one of them. Those are public offices. Those are public positions. Those are public capacities. Those are commercial public capacities that I do not claim nor possess. But private contractual trust receive income. So they receive the death benefit. And what what the trustees do, they may invest a certain amount. They may, you know, purchase a certain asset or income-producing asset for the family estate. This is still an investment. And what they do is they purchase other life insurance policies with the remainder of the death benefit. This is this. What does this do? It does two things. One, private contractual trusts are allowed to expense. of their taxable income or disperse 100% of the taxable income and therefore owe no taxes, have no tax due. Same thing with a private family foundation, actually. No. They have no tax due. Why? Specifically with a foundation, they don't have to do anything. It's a private family foundation. It is tax exempt in the first place. It pays no taxes, regardless of what's going on. Now, it has to operate according to the federal code with regards to private family foundations, but if you've gone through the foundation training here at the foundation, you understand that those regulations are easily met with very little energy. It's almost so simple you think it's not you think it's I thought it was a setup. Like you're trying to set me up, man. You're trying to get me in trouble, man. Is, you you a fan or something. You an agent, bro. Mad skeptical. Because man, what? What? But very easy. Simply stated. Not only is there a tax on the disbursement of the death benefit, proper trust administration can ensure that there's no tax at all on his disbursement, after disbursement, on any of that. And these life insurance policies that are purchased, they're going to create more value for the estate upon the death of the beneficiary, as well as create cash value available in the form of loans, non-taxable loans to the estate. And if the loan is made to an LLC or business trust or another structure, interest on loans are deductible. So if you receive a loan and it's not taxable because it's a loan, and then you pay back the loan, but you pay interest. You deduct the interest that you paid on the loan as well. Corporations and trusts can do this. Can individuals do this? 
I'm not sure. I know individuals are able to deduct interest that they pay on their mortgage loan. I know individuals are able to deduct interest that they pay on their student loans. I don't know if you can deduct interest paid on a vehicle loan as an individual. So I don't know if an individual can deduct interest paid on a personal loan. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a tax attorney. I have no idea. Now, I had a brother ask me, how do I live privately through the life insurance policy? And I want to break that down here because this is important. And, you know, I wax poetic about the importance of trust. I really do. Because, I mean, until you start absolutely administering your private affairs, private commercial affairs, or, or your commercial affairs privately, you will never truly know the benefits of trust. You will never truly know the benefits of trust. You will never truly know the benefits of private trust until you actually begin administering private trusts for the benefit of your private estate. And you'd be like, whoa, whoa. For example, let's say that, pay attention, y'all, take notes if you want. I'm about to do it. I'm about to do a dance. It's me. It's so L. I'm about to do a dance. Let's say you you go private, right? You ain't really got too much money, man. I ain't got no. I ain't got too much money, man. But I want to go private. All right. Well, you hit you hit me up, trustee training. It hurts. You're like, whoa, this is expensive. And like I know it's about to change your life. Trust me, it's worth it. It's actually worth triple times this. You will see. All right, man. Okay, so you jump in trustee training. You know, it's it's a gamble, ultimately. You're gambling. Let's be honest. You don't know me. You don't know what you're about to learn or what what uh, you're, what is going to be attempted to be taught to you. You have no idea. But you jump in the training, right? You ain't got that much money. Pay, you know, make the donation. You, you learn. You study heavy because you really want to change your life, man, and you're tired of this. I'm tired of this, man. I've been living. Look, I feel like I've been behind the eight ball my my entire life. I feel like I've never really been ahead financially. I feel like I've never really been in control of my life. You know, I, I really hate getting up at seven o'clock in the morning so I can be at work by nine. And from seven to nine, I don't get paid for my, my commute there. Look, there's a lot of different things going on, but you're tired. I'm tired of this, man. So I'm studying. I'm studying. Study really happy. To the point where this stuff becomes second nature, real quick though. About to, about to look. It's about to be a wrap. We're about to stream. We got about about ninety seconds, less than that, about sixty seconds left in the broadcast. We are about to go over, man. But if you are checking out the show on the internet, you're gonna lose it. So you got to call in five six three nine 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 three six two five. Otherwise, you will be cut off, and you'll have to listen to. Of the show in the archive, like you got downloaded or something. I don't know. I, I, iTunes or I, whatever. So about sixty seconds left. Five six three nine 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 three six two five. Anyways, study, man. Look, just real studies. Things start to make sense. Really start to make sense, right? And you know, I'm, I'm talking to the guy. I'm pretending that I'm not soap. Okay, so I'm talking to soap. 
And I'm asking them all these different concepts, like, yo, okay, so I understand this, I understand this, okay, so, you know, I'm doing this, what do you think I should do? Okay, you know, you, I know you don't give legal advice, but check this out. This is what I'm thinking. Okay, you know, and he's, so it's like, okay, what kind of assets do you have? What do you, what do you, what do you want to do? What is your ultimate thing? Okay, so, you know, my, my real question, you know, my real question is, how big of a sacrifice are you willing to make today so that your life can be different or specifically so that your life can be better than it ever was for the rest of your life? He asked me that. I was like, okay, okay, so that's that's crazy. You're you getting deep, man. But you know what? I'm willing to do whatever it takes. All right. Okay, okay, so... He says this. So it was like, okay, man, well, look. You said you got some assets, right? Right? You said, um, maybe you got this car. Maybe you got a little bit of savings. You know, you got, you got a little, you got a little bit saved up. Maybe you got a little gold. Maybe you got a little silver. Maybe you got a really nice car. But you're but you're paying a big note, right? You're paying six hundred dollars a month, and it's such a, it's such a nice car that the insurance is four hundred dollars a month. So you're paying a thousand dollars a month. Here's what I want you to do: I want you to get rid of that car. I want you to get a used car, something you may consider a bucket. But I want you to get a Honda or a Toyota, something reliable, something that has sold a lot of. Something that you see every day, all the time. Well, those are boring. I don't like those. I don't care. I want you to get something that's very common and you see all the time because if anything happens to your car, you can get parts for it very cheaply and easily. I want you to get liability insurance, not not full coverage on this car because you won't need to because you won't have a loan on it. So this right here, you purchase a car, maybe a couple grand or something, four grand, five grand, six grand, something like that. And now the insurance is only $80 a month. Now you freed up a lot of your monthly income just by getting rid of that expensive car that makes you feel so good but costs so much. And you're smart because gas prices is like $5 a gallon right now. And you got you, you got your little Honda. It gets better gas miles than that car you had. Whatever. Go to the pawn shop, get a nice little CD deck with Bluetooth on it so you can connect your phone to it. Grab a couple six by nines, some speakers for the door, and upgrade the sound system. And just listen to good music or talks or whatever, inf- information, whatever you're doing <clears throat> in your commute. And feel good knowing that you have reduced your expenses. Now that, I want you to set up your private family trust account. I want you to set up your private family business trust account. I want you to set up a business, an LLC. I don't care what it is. Provide some sort of good or service. Start small. Start with a neighbor. Doesn't matter. Mow a lawn. Landscape something. Make some, you know, some, some stone bracelets that Ward off evil negativity It doesn't matter And market it Pay $5 and do a Facebook campaign 
Try something. Get out there and work it. But ultimately, I want you to get your structures correct. I want you to take that money that you would otherwise be spending on that car payment and save it up for six months. I don't want you to just, oh, now you get the party, you get to buy more booze. Nah, fam. You was paying $1,000 for that car and the insurance. Now you pay $80 a month, $120 a month for that car and insurance and the gas or whatever. That's $900 that you have free and wide open. Don't go make another bill. Don't go find something to trick it on. Put it in a savings account for 10 months. 10 months. You said you're willing to do whatever it takes. Put put the 900 in the savings account. Of course, it could be 300, 400, it don't matter. Put the 900 in the savings account for 10 months. Now you got $9,000. And with that $9,000, add uh, 1000 to it or so, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You got $10,000, $11,000, call my guy and set up a life insurance policy. It's going to hurt, so it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Yes. Listen to what I'm saying. Take the ten grand, the eight grand, the four grand, whatever it is. Take it. And this is just one example. Some of y'all are like, I don't pay a car payment. I just, you know, I like Netflix and, and, and Hulu, nigga. And I'll be like, all right, man, we'll chill on some of that. But the real news is save up the 10 grand, the 8 grand, whatever, and put that in a life insurance policy. Now, you were paying 900 bucks a month for this. I mean, $1,000 a month for this car. Well, technically, you can afford $900 a month, $2,700 every quarter. as a life insurance premium. Now, what I suggest you do that, don't do that. If you can afford $900 a month, be smart. What is that? If it's nine hundred dollars a month, you were paying a thousand. Now you're paying a hundred for the insurance, right? You got nine hundred dollars open. Okay, sounds like you have five hundred dollars a month to put towards a premium for life insurance. That's what it sounds like to me. That's six thousand dollars a year, right? No. You put. The six grand, the eight grand, the ten grand in the policy. Listen to me, you have family trust, right? This is an example. This is not legal advice. You have family trust, right? So family trust, once the policy was in force, you you change the ownership to the family trust. Now the family trust is the owner. Now the family trust is responsible for the premiums. Right? If you're smart, you've contractually assigned credit cards, all financial obligations are in the family trust name. You know, it took you 10 months, eight months, six months, three months for, you know, you to save up this money to institute this life insurance policy, right? So within that time,
You've done a few things. The specific thing that you've done is you've calculated the monthly expenses. You've calculated your monthly expenses. You've calculated. You've gotten down pat your monthly expenses. And I'm going to tell you this. Nine times out of ten, your monthly expenses is not going to exceed that initial contribution to the life insurance policy. Some of y'all know where I'm going with this. Some of y'all don't. So here's what happens. Not giving legal advice, financial advice. This requires private structures. Email me, admin at welcome to the foundation for, you know, trust administration training, trustee training. Y'all don't do this if you don't know what you're doing because you're going to get into a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. A lot of trouble, man. And you can be a sovereign citizen on the land then and see what happens, man. I'm trying to tell you. I'm a secure part. Okay, cool. A lot of trouble, yo. Man, I shouldn't even be saying this. I'm going to say it anyways, though, because this is the whole point of the show, right? So your monthly expenses likely do not exceed. I'm going to use $10,000 for an example because that's where I started with. Your monthly expenses are not likely to exceed $10,000. So you calculate your monthly expenses, right? And maybe a little more. You take out a policy loan for your monthly expenses. And then what do you do? Your paychecks, your income, your income that was used to pay those monthly expenses that you calculated. Remember, I said monthly expenses plus a little less in the policy loan because the policy loan is interest. Okay? So the owner of the policy who takes out the loan, in this instance, the family trust, must pay the loan back with a certain amount of interest. It's very low, though. It's very low. But listen to me. Interest is a write-off. The family trust receives the policy loan. With the policy loan, the family trust pays the monthly expenses. Now, the income that was being used to pay the monthly expenses is now used to pay back the policy loan. And because the cash value of loans in these types of policies earn interest, that's why if you take out a loan, they have to charge a minimal interest because that's interest minimum that they would have made trading the cash value of the product, of the policy. So when you put the money back in, it allows it to gain interest. When you pull it out, it, the, it must be paid back with interest, but interest is deductible. Now you have created a system that not only perpetuates wealth through multiple generations, but you're earning interest on the money technically that you're using to pay your bills. You're earning interest on the money that you're using to pay your bills. You have now become your own bank. And since you're only pulling out loans in a regular basis, to only pay the expenses 
and the loans are being paid back, the cash value of that policy is increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing. And soon enough, there's $15,000 worth of cash value in the policy. There's $17,000 worth of cash value in the privacy, uh, in the policy. There's $20,000, $22,000, $25,000, $50,000. And this is how trust fund babies get their money at 18 and 21. What? The trustees of the family estate issue, they take out a policy loan on their life insurance policy that was taken out on them when they were like four years, four, not four years, like four days old, and has been gaining cash value its whole life. And they issue that money that they took out as a loan from the cash value of the policy as a, you know, trust fund payment. I'm a trust fund baby. I, when I turn 21, I get this much money. That's That's the cash value. And probably not even most of it. That's you know that's that's cash value from their from their license insurance policy that's been enforced since they were newborn. Back to what I was saying. As the cash value can continues to grow because it's gaining interest over time. Every day, the cash value in those policies gain interest. Every day, every day, every single day. Soon, the the family estate is able to finance large purchases without a bank, without needing credit, without needing to go get a loan, 25000 50000 75000 We're just talking about one policy. You do this four times, it gets stupid. It gets really stupid. $40,000, way. hey, hey, hey. Now you're getting, you're getting somewhere. For example, the interest on the loan from the policy, let's say it's 4%, right? It's still going to make money. The policy is still making money. The family bank will still make money if it loans out this money at 5% interest, right? The Fed just said they're going to raise the interest rates right now. Five-year, uh, 30-year fixed mortgage is 5% interest right now. How much do you think it's going to be in two years? How much do you think it's going to be in five years? How much do you think the interest is going to be on cars in two years and five years? Do you see where I'm getting? If you have to go to a bank or a credit union to get a loan at 10% interest for a $20,000 car, and I can go to the trustees of my family estate and get a loan at 5% interest for a $20,000 car, And not have to give up collateral or worry about my credit score getting tore up or any of my property being seized or being forced into bankruptcy. Who's winning in that situation? And this is just a financial system, I would say. A financial tool used, this is one, this is one financial tool used by the wealthy to perpetuate multi-generational wealth. It's just one, and it is fundamentally, fundamentally hinged on 
private structures fundamentally hinges on trust. This is, but we're discussing private cash flow. Essentially, the life insurance policy becomes the bank, or the, the I'm sorry, the the life insurance policy becomes the instrument, the monetary instrument that the bank, the family trust uses, the family bank. Imagine, well, in a state that has, you know, even just starting off, imagine like the second generation of trustees, right? And, and you know, the, the first generation of trustees, it was five of them. And each one of them had life insurance policies. And each life insurance policy, just roughly, is worth half a million, half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. Five. That's two and a half million dollars. In cash value. We're talking about retirees. You know, they hey man, hey, I'm a trustee. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm out of here. I'm going to I'm going to, to Maui. I'm going to Maui. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to Maui. And it's cold. I need it. Because the owner of the policy is the family trust. So there's there's $2.5 million in cash value across five life insurance policies for the owner and beneficiary. The owner being the family trust. The, owner, the family trust has control. That's two and a half million dollars, man. Trustees can definitely hit up each company and request the cash value to be sent electronically by bank wire, whatever, in in the form of a cashier's check. Now, there is two and a half million dollars in the in the account of the family trust. Go purchase some commercial real estate, uh, develop a property that the family estate already has, manage the property like a, 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 a high-rise full of apartments, manage the property, make income off the property, pay down the loan, and you know make a profit off the property. After paying down the loan, there's money. Or develop the property, then sell the developed property, take the proceeds of the sale, pay off the loan, take take the remainder after paying off those loans. And then what? What are you gonna you gonna start a new policy, get a new investment? I mean look at look what I'm talking. This is just one. This is just one method of how the wealthy get more and more wealthy. This is it. This is just one. Just one. This is how the wealthy live through financially utilize life insurance policies. This is required. Interest rates are going to increase. Inflation is going to increase. You need, you need to pay down your credit cards. You try to pay off your auto loans. But interest rates affects mortgages, credit cards, auto loans, student loans, lines of credit. 
the cost of getting cash or specifically the cost of credit is going to go through the roof along with the cost of food, the cost of fuel, the cost of energy, the cost of clothing, the cost of rents, the cost of property taxes. All these things are out of here. And unless you begin now, right now, to put yourself and your family in a better position financially, economically, structurally, it's going to get bad, y'all. I'm not trying to say, yo, we got, this, this is going to get worse. We got about seven and a half more years of this as it escalates. Y'all, those of you who have been listening to me for years know that the things that I say, especially about the market and money and currency and interest rates, man, and geopolitics, please. Those of you know, if I come out and say something, man, yo, I'm not playing. I don't just say things off the whim. I'm very, I'm a super nerd. I love to study, love to read. I love to do research. I just love it, man. Super nerd. You, y'all want to, hey, you want to go kick it? Nah, man, I'm reading this American jurisprudence on trust, man. And then after that, I want to read this one on notes because I'm really interested in mortgage notes right now. You weird nerd. And then they bounce on me and stuff. Super nerd, man. Love this stuff. Love it. And the way to do that, you know, in, interface with the foundation, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You can, you can check out any of the educational materials at welcome to the foundation.com. You can book a consultation, $55 an hour, man. I will, in an hour, we can set up your business and start working on your business credit. In an hour, if you call me during business hours, we can get off the phone after 60 seconds and you will have your LLC incorporated or organized. You have an LLC organized or your company incorporated. You will have your federal EIN number, and you will know the first steps on how to begin building your business credit in an hour, in an hour. I guarantee it. Unless, you know, the connection's bad and stuff, you know, hey, I guarantee it in an hour. It's, it's, it's not as hard as y'all think, man. So it, it starts it starts somewhere. It starts with you, you know, getting in trustee training. It starts with you grabbing the foundation and trust series. It starts with you, you know, starting your LLC, booking a consultation and say, hey, Soda, I heard your soul. You said that you can help me set up an LLC in one hour. And your consultation is $55. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. How much does Google Zoom cost? 600 bucks. Now, of course, disclaimer, you know, there's a fee for registering an entity for the, with the Secretary of State or the business divisions of the state online. You know, that's what I'm saying. It, you know, there's a there's a fee for setting up a business. That that's, I don't get it. They get it. But we, I can walk you through it in an hour. We can get you set up in trustee training really quickly. We have trustee training every Sunday. It's live. You can ask me questions live. Trustees get my personal mobile number. It's not a fake number. It's not one of them uh, voice over internet protocol. It's not one of them apps that I have on my phone or Google Voice. No, it's my actual mobile number. Give me a call. Ask me straight up questions. Let's do this. I want to get you 
in that right position. This stuff is coming. It's getting bad. It's getting bad. And we need to actively reduce our dependencies on the public, public financial institutions, public grocery stores, public energy systems. public water supplies and it doesn't have to be 100% you don't have to be a hermit living in the middle of the woods however many reductions you can make is what's necessary right now stop using the credit card y'all unless you got the money stop putting money on your credit to stop it stop it it's all bad it's going it's going to be all bad if you don't it's going to be all bad it's not going to be the same you can get your credit card bill it's going to be crazy start turning off your lights in your house Energy costs are going to get crazy. You know, get used to it. I, I don't need this light. Maybe maybe get some candles, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Really, really think, uh, think about, you know, the distances the, you travel, the, the, the energy that you consume, and the resources. Because energy and commodities and resources are going to be the most expensive things going into the 2030s. It's out of this world. And with the automation implementation, artificial intelligence software, and automated robots doing jobs, there's going to be more and more people on the planet and a lot less jobs. And then we got geopolitical risk. There's a lot of things going on. You got to take, you got to make a move. Right now we got a, um, uh, what do we call it? Promotion. And I, I call it an offering. This is an offering to all email subscribers with regards to trustee training. Sign up for the email list so you can get, um, you know, that email with the offering. Just do it. Sacrifice and do it. Now's the time. Now's the time. If you've never made a sacrifice and took a leap of faith for your benefit and the benefit of your private estate for your family now's the time because it's about to get real the things I've been talking about all these years here they come I've been trying to warn y'all for years we set up my family we good man we're going to be good it might get a little rough but we're going to be good I want your family to be good so hit, hit me up admin at welcome to the foundation.com at the very least, let's, 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 let's talk to each other. Let's chop it up. Book a consultation. You can email me and ask me how to do a consultation, and I'll, you know, I'll shoot you an invoice. Or, you know, you can go to welcometothefoundation.com, and, you know, there's a spot where you can book a consultation on the website. I would get on the phone with someone like me right now. I'm looking at the news. I'm looking at this stuff. And if I wasn't in the position that I'm in, if my family wasn't private and we didn't have the private structure set up that we do, and the life insurance policies with cash value and, you know, these hard assets, the gold and the silver and, you know, the platinum and if do, I would probably not be feeling very secure right now. And in that mindset, I'd be looking for something that would make me feel secure. And, you know, first thing with for security is financial security. So what are you going to do? You want to pay less than interest? You want to pay less or Virtually nothing in taxes. You wanna you wanna set up your private estate, you wanna learn how to properly administer that private estate. 
So, you know, I trust you learned something with the show, y'all. I trust, you know, I trust that, you know, I was able to, you know, put this into a a format into a phraseology, I don't know how to say, it, but just 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 deliver this information, the 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 topic, the the things I'm trying to say. In an easy, digestible format, because that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm not trying to freak you out. I, I'm going to tell you the problem, but I'm going to offer you the solution too. You know, and it's the same solution I've been saying for over six years here on High Frequency Radio Network. It's time to establish your private estate through private contractual structures, so you can legally avoid taxes. Death tax, inherited tax, generation skipping tax, income tax, and you can protect your wealth and assets tax-free, confiscation-free for future generations, and build the foundation for multi-generational wealth for your family. Change the fate of future generations of your lineage. You want to be a superhero? Forget Marvel. You're going to be the superhero once you set up this private estate. Email me at admin at welcome to the foundation.com. It has been a pleasure. I'm back, y'all. Uh, you know, I feel I, I feel refreshed. And, you know, with, with what's going on, I feel, you know, revitalized in making this push for this information to get out there. So I suggest you hit me up. Let, let's let's chop it up. Let's 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 do a consultation. You know, maybe maybe you hit me up and you inquired about trustee training, and then the response that you got was like, man, that was that was too much money. If that's the case, hit me up. Shoot me an email. Let's talk about it. I am very invested in your family estate being established and administered properly to protect the assets and wealth that is accumulated by private people that are required these days to interface with commercial realms. I'm invested, so holler at me. It's too much, so tell me that. Let's talk about it. I definitely want to get get y'all set up in these private structures and get you into this private trustee training, man. Close mouth, don't get fed. So open your mouth and let's let's chop it up. Admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. The foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network every single Wednesday, eight PM Eastern, seven PM Central Standard Time, six PM Mountain, five PM Pacific. You can check out the Instagram, the Twitter. At welcome to the foundation.com. You can follow us, sign up for the email at welcome to the foundation.com. At the end of the day, do something. You got to do something. If it's, if it's with, you know, so L here at the foundation or whatever, by yourself on the internet, I don't care, in a group with a bunch of fairies and some dwarves, I don't care. Do something. Here it comes, y'all. It's what, we, it's what we've been talking about. And uh, it's going to get serious. So, with that being said, y'all enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. 
Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. As it is very important. My name is So L, that Seeker of Truth L, also known as Speaker of Truth L. And as always, it has been a pleasure. I'll catch y'all next week here on the hottest radio network on the planet, High Frequency Radio Network. Thanks for rocking with me. You're gorgeous, you're marvelous, and I trust your your day will be luxurious. Enjoy yourself. Peace to the gods. We're doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.